Hey everyone, it's Kai and Lafayette, and this is The, the Theory, Theory of Living. Living. Thanks for tuning in. We are able to bring you this episode thanks to our Patreon members. Patreon is a subscription-based platform where people can provide support for content creators like us. Thanks to our Patreon members and supporters, we are able to provide free content on the podcast and weekly episodes. By being a Patreon member, you'll have access to our entire podcast library, full video and audio episodes, along with much more. If you like this episode and you feel it adds value to your life, or you hate it, please subscribe on Patreon and or leave your review on Apple Podcast. And don't forget to mention it to your friends over your next beer. Truly, thank you again, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Okay. We're alive again. Here we are, coming to you live from Austin, Texas. <laughs> I guess we're actually not live, but... Yeah, not live. Maybe yes. our neighbors can mm-hmm. hear us, and it's live for them. But mm-hmm. for you, you viewers out there, this is as good as it gets. Yes. Unless, um, unless you're on that Patreon membership for <laughs> the live stream. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, this is episode eight. Uh, we're going to talk about ourselves, and this is going to be another actually second uh free episode for a full version right yeah we figured with new year's upon us Mm -hmm. it'd be good to kind of go over some of our goals and give you a little more info about who we are because as we've been doing this for the last couple months Mm -hmm. we've it's been easier to describe the path that we're on and where we're heading and kind of what what brought us here and we want to talk more about right you know kind of the things that led us to this path because I think a lot of times it's easy to see somebody doing something like we're doing and think they just decided one day mm-hmm. to go do it when that's true in some regard but for us this has been a culmination if you've listened to the other podcast mm-hmm. this has been something we've been talking about for years and now we're right. finally able to lean into it yes so I mean we briefly talked about why we're here and why we started this why we could our job uh, on the first episode, but uh, we really didn't talk about going into details of um, our ideas uh, on this, right? Uh, why we have passion for this, how much we're enjoying it, uh, which we realized recently too. Um, we just talked about this in the coffee shop earlier this morning. Uh, we're doing this 30-day challenge mm-hmm. um, on climbing, and I realized that not only... Uh, was I enjoying it too much? I'm not too much, greatly. <laughs> but also, I found myself genuinely uh, enjoying the process, and which makes me just be more, be myself more. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just being goofy, laughing. Just that. Just that was an indication for me to see that I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, I'm really truly enjoying this. I'm loving it. Sorry, before the memory card was full of space and so rudely mm. cut us off. Unexpectedly. <laughs> Yet, somehow, always seems to happen. Mm-hmm. But my identity and my personality at work, mm-hmm. there was a vast contrast in the way I carried myself outside work because I wanted to be perceived a speci- specific way in our industry. You know, I wanted to be taken yeah. seriously because that's the value that are set in the industry. You know, or in a professional yeah. work environment such yeah. as that, that you need to be serious, you need to be the expert, mm-hmm. and you just want to be taken seriously so you can promote and people can rely on you and count on you. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed specific aspects of that, don't get me wrong, 
because I felt I was good at it, but it was, it missed me entirely. It mm-hmm. missed the creative part of me, the part that loved engaging with people, mm-hmm. the part that was super empathetic because it was such a technical field. I rarely wanted to engage somebody in a non-technical manner. Right. And that was very difficult for me. And you're almost living two lives like that. Mm-hmm. I'm living a life differently when I'm at it's work. You're Neo. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. There we go. I'm finally out. Yeah. Unplugged me. And it does feel like I'm now much more in the real world and I'm allowed to be myself. Damn, real <laughs> world. <laughs> well, you boldly say that. <laughs> I would say I would mm-hmm. say so. I mean, that's how big of a contrast is. Yeah. And it seems ridiculous to say that, you know, quitting your job and heading down another path can have such a crazy impact, but my world's been totally changed. And I always right. knew deep down somewhere, mm-hmm. oh man, there's got to be more than this. And it was hard to really put my finger on what it was. I mm-hmm. always looked at artists and thought like, man, I love the passion they have and the idea of being a a starving artist really appealed to me, but I understood intellectually, but not through experience. Mm-hmm. But now I can understand experientially right. why people sacrifice all these things, retirement, 401k, stability, things mm-hmm. that are valued heavily in our culture for the pursuit of passion mm-hmm. or something they love, mm-hmm. something that may have relatively no impact on others, but for them, it's everything. Right, right. So, I have a question for you. Let's hear it. What part of you has revealed more um, since you were on this path? Meaning that you're happier now. Mm-hmm. You find your um, daily lives more meaningful. And I'm curious, like, what part of you was hidden before, but now is more revealed? I don't think it's so much that it was hidden. It was mm-hmm. just... Now I'm spending all my time leaning mm-hmm. totally into who I want to be. Right. So, I mean, for example, in the last year, there's been just trying a lot more things that I wouldn't have entertained previously because either I didn't have the time for it, yeah. I couldn't you know, pursue hobbies I liked, or lean into the creative side because <gasps> all my time, my free time was spent pursuing rock climbing mm-hmm. or things of that nature, and even my identity... I've grown my hair out. Granted, mm-hmm. that's been the last couple of years, but it's been a slow and continuous process. You know, we just recently got tattoos mourning the loss of our friend, mm-hmm. which was totally unexpected. But if I was in a professional environment, I probably wouldn't have got right. a tattoo like that. My ears are pierced. And <laughs> these are all simple things that seem really silly. Right. But they're things I probably would not have entertained because yeah. I want it to be perceived right. in a specific way in my industry. Yes. Even though it was completely opposite of my identity. Yeah. But now I've been enabled to lean into it and I feel more at home in my body, mm-hmm. in my own skin, my hair, the way I carry myself. Mm-hmm. And I can just be at ease with who I am. And I always had that outside work, but now I don't have to worry about going into work and being a certain way. So in that way, it's kind of shine a, a light on the path and it's made those things much more clear so much so I can't imagining I can't imagine leaving the path ever again. Yeah. That's a very uh, powerful statement. Right. What about you though? Cuz you're in the similar boat, you know, you quit your job too and Yeah, I I I think my situation is pretty similar to you that 
you know, when I was at work, I was part of it is because I, w- I was unhappy, but also at the same time, I didn't really feel the need to reveal myself or reveal my identity at workplace because I wasn't. It's not like I was an asshole. Like I don't want to fucking you know talk to these I was people, a bit of an right? <laughs> well, that's why we're friends. <laughs> it's not like that. I mean, there were good people, obviously. There were smart people, especially mm. at work, right? But I really didn't feel the need to interact with people and socialize because I felt like, um, I don't think I, I didn't think at the time that I would be able to, um, genuinely interact with the people. Mm. And I was more focused on my work and tasks, uh, which are very stressful. So, in a way, uh, I was really similar uh, as you that, you know, I lived like two different lives. Like at workplace, I might have looked like an asshole, you know, always quiet, reserved. But I'm not like that at all, right? I mean, you know that, right? Yeah. In real life, I'm not like that at all. I'm goofy. I laugh all the time. Have fun. Talk about girls all the time. (laughs) We talk about that forever. (laughs) Right. Things like that. So since I quit my job, I feel like I'm living um, more genuinely. And therefore, every part of it, every minute of it doesn't feel like a waste. Oh, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. a good point because there is so much time in our industry Mm -hmm. and a job for anybody that feels unfulfilled where even if you have downtime, Mm -hmm. you're thinking to yourself, why am I? I'd rather not be getting paid than having to be here. Even though I'm getting paid doing nothing, my time feels more valuable. And you're so aware that you're wasting your life. Yes. I think that's, uh, that's that's the important part, I think, here is that. It was not the job itself that made it miserable. The job was good. Mm-hmm. It paid good. And it was not, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain this um, to those who don't know well about semiconductor industry, but it could be really quiet for a long time and it could be really busy for some time, right? Mm-hmm. So the job itself was bearable. It was not like I couldn't be there anymore. Because the job itself was so hard, and you know those elements of work made me feel like I can't, I, I can't just bear this anymore. It's not like that. The job was good overall, but I felt strongly all the time that I'm not doing the right thing for my life. Yeah, and that's the mm-hmm. that's the hard thing to live with because you know exact same boat, and that's why we're here right now where we are. Mm-hmm. Luckily. You know, in the role in the job I was in, I had I had some good friends there mm-hmm. that see and think the same way we do, and you know they they understand that yeah, this job and this role is a means to an end. But you know, Brendan, who's a good mm-hmm. friend of mine, and you've met him, he was the only thing that kept me there, sanity wise. It was like, oh man, at least I'm working, you know, hand in hand with this guy, and we're figuring solving problems together. But we thought very similar in the same ways and we've understood you know the industry we can serve it because we're the type of people that are capable and efficient and want to get things done Mm -hmm. you know similar to the relationship we had when we were working at the other company together but i couldn't imagine being in a job and in a role 
without having somebody that sees the things the same way. That would be mm-hmm. absolutely maddening. And again, you know, I didn't hate my job. There's aspects I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is that that frustration or that deep lack of satisfaction with your life probably comes from a place of being on the wrong path. Mm-hmm. You know something's wrong. But I think a lot of the times we try to fill this hole in our heart or, you know, I'm using that metaphorically. Mm-hmm. That can mean a lot of different things. But we try to fill this gap mm-hmm. in our life of being on the wrong path with other things, whether it's a new car, a house, a wife, a husband, mm-hmm. kids, whatever it is. And that those may be great things, mm-hmm. but they may not be big enough to fill that gap. And sometimes you got to just switch it up entirely. And for all intents and purposes, this could be the wrong path we're on. Mm-hmm. But the level of satisfaction and the certainty I have currently on this path is mm-hmm. more than I've had in any other path in my life. And it's unquestionable and I never thought I'd feel this way. Because my yeah. entire life, 30 years mm-hmm. on this earth, I've always felt lost in some regard. Mm-hmm. And now even though it's consistently changing what we're doing, like where we're going, there will be mm-hmm. a lot of travel, not necessarily a home base. I feel at home on this road. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I, and I think, you know, um, many of the listeners, some of the listeners have may ask the question, then how do you know that your current path is correct? How do you know that you're on the right path? Right? You even just questioned that, you know, this may not be the right path, right? Mm-hmm. But I think you, I think the good, starting point could be or should be what your passion is like mm. what is one thing that you have been undeniably exploring and being curious of mm. like what is it what is it what is it one thing that always exists in your in your mind and never never disappear mm. for me that has been always the idea of explore exploring things and you know meaning of life mm-hmm. i was always curious of those things so that's why you know you and i both are so into philosophy and mm-hmm. just ask questions and you know part of me wasn't sure too but that's why i was also into philosophy too because you know historically speaking from the very beginning from thales they asked the questions. At this time, it seems stupid. Why do you ask those kind of questions? <laughs> it seems so, you know, obvious. But those questions, the collective questions over time, led to who we are today. Correct. You know, without which we wouldn't have had this, you know, great progress and advancement. Mm-hmm. Even in the um, thought process, ideas, it wouldn't it be possible, right? So that has been always my passion. And at workplace, yes, uh, it was an engineering job. It, you know, I mean, it was fun. A lot of, a lot of them was fun. You know, you tackle problems, solve problems. You know, it's fun. But at the same time, that was not exactly aligned with my passion. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, passion could be so abstract idea, but I think though that what you're talking about that. Mm-hmm passion of questioning and trying to solve and ask mm-hmm. why is why we were excelled at our jobs and our roles. Yeah. Because we want to understand fundamentally why is this occurring? Not just band-aid solution or just, right. you know, quick fix Which to get out of Which a lot of people work. do, right? More than not. Mm-hmm. That's why this <laughs> industry always yeah. will be hiring and things are always breaking. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, again, I think people like you, myself, mm-hmm. Brendan, and some other people we've worked with really just hone in on these root cause mechanisms. Mm-hmm. And we have a strong desire. And the curiosity is internal to us that's mm-hmm. outside the role and the job. It applies to more than when we're at work. Mm-hmm. And that's why we were good at it because we actually cared. Yeah. More than we cared about the pay or the job, mm-hmm. that curiosity, that itch, right. we want to scratch it. And when you're when you're talking to passion, it can it can be quite abstract and it can be hard to yes. define. I think for me, one of the easiest things to compare it to is love. Mm-hmm. When you love something or someone, there's certain things you do and behaviors you have that you just you feel compelled to act upon, mm-hmm. regardless of the outcome. Mm-hmm. So, for example, rock climbing, I love it doesn't matter if I'm not going to ever progress past a certain point or if I'm going to get hurt doing it. Mm-hmm. There's so much meaning it adds to my life and value. And it's almost inexplicable in a way, mm-hmm. but I feel compelled to do it, mm-hmm. to pursue it. I know you felt this before in a romantic love. We've both felt yeah. this where I just love that person. Even if they don't love me back, not in a creepy way, but right. you know, even if this person's not <laughs> reciprocating to the level I am, right. I feel compelled mm-hmm. to give my love to them mm-hmm. or, you know, act lovingly. Yeah. And that yeah. that's what this path feels like for me. That passion is no matter how this turns out, I know this is love and this is a passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it ascribes meaning and value on my life mm-hmm. just by having the thought and the feeling and the sensation logically, emotionally, and otherwise mm-hmm. of love. Yeah. And then, you know, one thing about, um, one thing to really see whether or not this is your right passion is that for you, I think you, you're a great example that you, you love climbing and you've been doing this for years, very mm-hmm. consistently without any break, right? I mean, other yeah. than some injuries, mind injuries. And um, I mean, I, I'm not trying to talk negative about you, but that, that was the first thing uh, from you that I saw yeah. that you were just very consistent with. Mm-hmm. And I, I like I, I told you many times, I'm very proud of you about that. And um, I, I think that that could be a good indication whether or not you can be consistent with something without, I mean, genuinely, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Without any external force. Yeah. I think that's, that could be a good indication. Okay, this is my passion. I mean, I don't have to really try hard. I don't have to force myself to do it. I mean, obviously, not everything is like that in life. I mean, for example, workout. I mean... We love it, but it's not like we want to go every day, <laughs> uh, meaning that we have to deal with this physical limits too. Like we are tired sometimes. That's a different matter, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is not what I'm talking about. But do you really find love and interest constantly, mm. right? Mm. I mean, I think that's that's a good indication. But also another thing is that I like to point out that passion, earlier I said that could be something that uh, exists in your mind constantly but also there could be people who have no idea or doesn't have any idea like that but then where where do they start i think a good start is just asking questions you know sit down i think this is a good practice that i've uh done before sit down give yourself enough time no rush and start to write down what could be your perfect day just Mm. ideal day if if this was a heaven (laughs) <laughs> like what would be your perfect day, week, month? Write it down mm. as if you're in heaven 
as if this is a wish that can be they can come true mm. tomorrow you know that i think that could be a good practice obviously reading is another thing philosophy you know novel it could be any reading but also learning that's what i'm saying uh, about reading all those practices can help you find the purpose or passion mm-hmm. you know the reason i'm saying this is that you may not know your passion it may not just come to you you have to find it sometimes oh absolutely yeah. you have to seek it and that's what you were saying that mm-hmm. you know something you're passionate about and you felt like almost the meaning and purpose of your life has been exploration mm-hmm. exploring and why is the question that propels you to explore yes and it, it propels you to explore not only in an intellectual way mm-hmm. but also it has a call to action yeah you know yeah absolutely why you know what's it like there what's the experience like mm-hmm. for me if i do it cuz you can think about these things intellectually all day and all night but again like we talked about in the last episode Experience is different than the quantifiable. Mm-hmm. It's different than the symbols we use to represent the experience. Very much so. And you have to go and take action to answer the why. Mm-hmm. Not only intellectually do you have to summon the questions and wrestle with concepts, mm-hmm. but you then need to engage and interface with your senses and reality and what we mm-hmm. consider reality to actually pull and extract meaning because you can yeah. ascribe meaning on things in your life. And like you said, when you really love something, it comes naturally. Not that you're going to be good at it, mm-hmm. but the love for it mm-hmm. comes naturally. And it gets yeah. deepened. The more you do it, the more you just fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a perfect example for this podcast as well and the vlog that we're doing. It's it's amazing how we started and we were excited. And the excitement's only grown. Yeah, and I just feel more and more it's like love. When you love somebody, you want to talk about them. You want mm-hmm. to hear about them. You're just so enamored, mm-hmm. you know? And that's how I feel. We, we've we had the same conversation this morning, but yeah. now we're essentially rehashing it. I still, I feel like I'm getting excited all over yeah, again. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> too. It's like, I we've talked about this earlier. We've been busy so much, especially past couple of weeks because mm-hmm. we lost our friend. We had to fly to, you know, California, not Austin. There's no adequate place to do podcasts but we're doing it yeah we've been so busy like every minute we don't have time but we made a time to film our vlogs doing podcasts we didn't make any excuses but the point is all this time i've never felt any stress Mm -hmm. oh man we gotta do this just like work right yeah yeah not even a little bit there was a pressure oh, we need to finish this by this time just because we have a schedule, we have plans. Mm-hmm. But it has never been burden. Yeah. Or things that I don't want to do that I have to do. Yeah. Right? Never felt that way. Yeah. And this is another, again, strong indication that, okay, I'm doing what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No, I think that's one good thing you're saying about the burden. It almost feels, yeah, there's, there's definitely a pressure there. Mm-hmm. But it's... It's an excited pressure. You're like happy mm-hmm. to have that that pressure applied. Mm-hmm. You know it's work. You know your you know it's effort, but you know it's good effort. Mm-hmm. You're you're like stoked to do it. You're stoked to get it done. And that's another great thing is like when you love something. That that feeling of being compelled and called to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a call to action. But when you have purpose and meaning, 
it feels feels like destiny you know there's there's a subtleness to it mm-hmm. like there's a there's a siren call you can hear it in the background subtly but it's sweet and it's entrapping mm-hmm. and it just keeps keeps you going mm-hmm. and you know definitely with work it doesn't it doesn't feel that way you'll do All it right. because you have your ego and you want to be perceived a certain way mm-hmm. right so it comes from a place of hey I want to take care of this job and be, do a good job because I care about what other people think about me mm-hmm. I want people to see me a certain way so I'm going to behave a certain way mm-hmm. and again there's some feedback you know I want to be this type of way but this one the compelling and the the propulsion I feel is it's internal it's mm-hmm. a call back to myself it's essentially the inside of me seeing who I can be. And that person on the other side who potentially follows the right path and does mm-hmm. the right thing, he's saying, hey, man, this is who you could be. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. I feel continually called to it. And it's like, okay, let's take the action. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost magic in that way that it really allows you to feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I can write my destiny. Holy crap. I've, I've read about this. I've understood it intellectually, but... Mm-hmm. Now I truly feel, yes, I'm in control and I can make it happen. And that is super exciting. And we're not doing this to, you know, get rich or, you know, spread our, you know, our message or word. We hope this like inspires others to mm-hmm. fall, follow a similar path. Not that it's podcasting, vlogging, climbing or anything, but to engage with themselves and ask the questions right. why. Because if one person gets something out of this and they feel like, Oh man, yeah. Look at these guys; they're mm-hmm. they're doing it. Like, why can't I not? You know, right. maybe maybe somebody listening to this is the person that literally changes the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe you right now, whoever you are out there listening, there's people in your life that need you to be who you're meant to be, mm-hmm. and you're fighting it right now because it's scary. You don't know what to do. It's new territory, but it could be, it can change everything about the way you interface with the world and people you engage with. Mm-hmm. Everything. It could change everything. I can't even explain it properly because that's how impactful it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is not to say that if you're working somebody, you're not on the path, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, your not. job or work could be your passion for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, earlier I talked about reading, uh, self-development uh, could be a way of or a tool or to um, discover your passion. Uh, the reason I said that is is that sometimes y- you may not be equipped with right knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. to even seek mm-hmm. in the first place. I think that happens. So that's why continue to learn and grow is important. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, I forget the gentleman who said the quote, but somebody was asking him about, you know, the books he's read. And he says, you know, I can't I can't tell you all the impactful books. I'm summarizing. Somebody listening probably knows what I'm referring to. But he was saying, you know, I can't tell you every book I've read, just like I can't tell you every meal I've had. Mm-hmm. But it is a part of me. It made me who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, so in that way, all the experiences you have listening to this, seeing the things that encourage you, reading the books, having these experiences, eventually, cumulatively, 
mm-hmm. can lead you to the path. Because like we were talking about, hey, man, we talked about this for years and years. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do this. But I really, now I realize how unequipped and how unprepared we were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that might sound like an excuse to some people. And maybe it's an excuse to us why we didn't start. But all those things finally merged so that we can be on this path together right now. Those things had to fall apart in a certain way and things had to go a certain way for this to occur. And it makes me even more grateful mm-hmm. for all the strife, for all that time yes. at work, for all that dissatisfaction. I remember sitting in the bathroom years ago and I was just writing down notes like business ideas. What can we do? Mm-hmm. Just trying to come up with anything because I knew I was like this is not this is not it this is not fulfillment this is not what my life's supposed to be and just thinking like oh man is this hopeless you know mm-hmm. and looking back now is wow that was part of it that was part of yes. like building mm-hmm. just like how many conversations have we had about this yeah. with each other with other people people we care about mm-hmm. that know us the people that know us know this is nothing new they're like oh yeah man these guys are leaning into who they are yeah I mean, yeah, we've been talking about this for a long freaking time. And all this time, at that moment, sometimes I feel devastated. There were a lot of struggles. But um, I almost cried here. But looking back now, all the struggles to me look beautiful. Yeah. Because it led me here. Yeah. Yeah, man. Right there with you. We've... uh. We've gone through a lot together, mm-hmm. and lately, especially, right? Yeah, uh, it's been it's been hard, very hard lately. But yeah, like you were saying, all those struggles lead to a beautiful moment, and there's going to be more of them. Mm-hmm. But it allows you to have a deep appreciation for even the pain. Honestly, more I have more of an appreciation for the pain and the struggle than I do for the good times. Yeah, just because of right now. You know, the the good times are beautiful and they stand on their own mm-hmm. outside of this yeah yeah so i really want you to know those who are suffer- suffering now or have hardships and difficulties they could be necessary steps for you they could yeah. be necessary for your life and one day as long as you can grow and look back being able to do that you know those struggles could be beautiful later yeah so you know bear with it Go through it, learn from it, and grow, and find yourself, find your passion, find your path. And I think that's what makes you feel that your life is completely satisfied and meaningful. Yeah. I'm not going to say, you know, that's going to make you happy, right? I mean, happiness is one of the, you know, one of the important things, but not the entire picture mm-hmm. of your life at all, as no. we know. So um, I just like to. Tell those people that your struggles could be very necessary steps to grow and be a better person in life. Yeah. No, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. that's, you and I both have known loss. I didn't think I was going to talk about this right now, but 10 years ago, you know, (laughs) this year we lose one of our best friends. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I lost my mom, you know, 19 years old. And... That was difficult. That's a very hard thing. Yeah. And it's something that took me years and years to understand. Because at that point, I held a very stoic philosophy with things. Mm-hmm. Just not knowing how to process. And we grieve in different ways. 
but I'm I'm extremely thankful for that loss, even for this loss. It's based on the impact that they've had and the impression they've left on us. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, people that are struggling with something right now, not that your depth of loss has to be as great, because your loss is loss. Mm-hmm. You know, your struggles are yours. They're personal and they're they're hard and they're painful. But like you're saying, those can be the stepping stones mm-hmm. on your path. Any path worth traversing is going to have difficult sections. Like, who goes for a leisure, leisurely stroll in the park and says, oh, yeah, man, I'm kick-ass. <laughs> Look at what I did today. Right. Nobody's impressed by that. Right. Well, so, you're good at it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good at what literally everybody else can do. <laughs> yeah. But your own struggles and burdens right. are yours and they're personal. Mm-hmm. And they shape you and they make your message and your ability to communicate and maybe inspire other people. Mm-hmm so much more effective because they come from a place of experience a place that's more than intellectual a place that's more than words they actually have depth and meaning Mm -hmm. and it's valuable and it's funny because we talk about the why to things a lot why do things happen it's very hard to know but I think we can create the why Mm -hmm. for a lot of things and make meaning out of them and, you know, we've both been on similar paths years and years ago. We were, <laughs> this is fine. We've been recently reached out to by a lot of um, Christian followers. And, you know, that's not a path we're on anymore. Mm-hmm. But we both had intent and mm-hmm. we pursued ministry. A long time ago. Yeah, yeah. to be preachers. Mm-hmm. And, again, I think that's because we had the questions why. Mm-hmm. And we we asked it thoroughly and examined that path. And for us, it was not the correct path. Yes. Right. And that's why we're here now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for anybody on any path, again, ask why. Yeah. Maybe that's your path. Maybe it is. Maybe that's the culmination of it. But the second you stop asking why is potentially the second you don't realize you're not on the path anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to constantly be like, hey, wait, is this is this the right direction? Am I going the right direction in my life? Or, yeah. wait, is the trail over there? Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you get lost and you get set right. back. And a lot of us get set back for years because we think we're on the path. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not invaluable experience. You learn a lot mm-hmm. by being on the wrong path. Yeah. You know, it's super valuable. And maybe that's the way to get back onto the right path. Mm-hmm. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just ask. start asking why. You can yes. change and correct today. If you want to. Yeah. I think, you know, there's a big difference between passive writer and active writer. Both could be on the right path. Mm. But even if you feel strongly like us on being on the right path, doesn't mean that you can be passive from this point because you're on the right path. Yeah. You, you have to be, you have to stay active on your path, not because your path is wrong or could be wrong because you have to continue to evaluate so that you don't deviate from the right path. Mm-hmm. And as a human beings, we can be easily corrupted, easily, yeah. you know, by so many different things. That's why you need to be active throughout the path. Be vigilant. Yeah. Take caution, prepare. Mm-hmm. Realize that it's going to be a struggle. There's hardships on every path. Mm-hmm. If you've done any hiking, 
you'll know. If you've ever been in the mountains, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, stumbling around in the dark because you get lost. Yeah. You'll understand why preparation is important. Mm-hmm. But there's so much that we're just unprepared for in life because we're not given the tools. And a lot of it we have to learn through experience. There are some people that are gifted enough that they can learn these things intellectually through others so mm-hmm. they don't have to suffer some things. You know, I hope anybody listening to this doesn't have to suffer some of the things we have. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 30, you're 40. Some people find the path and know it from a very early age mm-hmm. and are all about it and on it. But I, I think they're a extreme minority, you know, less than a tenth of the population, <laughs> like yeah. a tenth of a percent mm-hmm. of the population are those people. So don't feel ashamed that you don't know where you're going or mm-hmm. what you're doing or bad when people have questions about your path. Understand that they don't understand what you're doing. They mm-hmm. don't have your experience. They don't have your bias. They don't have your brain, your physiology, you know, your physiology. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can't understand it. Yeah. You know, listen to them. Put it against your life and see if there's value that you can take away from it. And maybe there mm-hmm. is. Maybe you are a bit off the path and their input's valuable. Mm-hmm. But just be cautious of any input somebody gives you. Take yeah. it for yourself. Yeah, again, not passively accepting those information and knowledge. Yeah. Right? You know, I remember when I was probably like 10 years old, something like that, um, I was always curious about learning and what knowledge is. Like, wh- what is what does this mean? Like, what is it to me to go to school and learn? What does that mean to me? I was always curious. So I went to a really old... Um, bookstore and I just went through you know I didn't I didn't I didn't even know I was looking what I was looking for I was just you know went through all the books there and then one book caught my attention and I just opened it uh it was about epistemology oh shit so I know like looking back now I was always curious you know I just didn't I just went like below the uh, norm, like normal level of curiosity at that age. like, And then I wanted to dig more. Wow. And that's how I know, okay, I had made a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> like even when I went to school in Korea, I chose my major based on, oh, what major would lend me a better job? <laughs> Those are the questions that... I, don't get me wrong. I was always curious like that. I was always intellectually, you know, uh, curious. But at the same same time, I made all the same decisions with the same reasons, just like anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now I know that uh, I'm trying to correct my life. But um, I guess what I'm trying to get uh, get at here is that maybe you can ask those questions too. Like looking back when you were young, like what what were you curious about? Yeah. Like, what were your, you know, what were your uh, uh, interests? You know, those kind of questions ask and just look back. Maybe you've made bad decisions. Maybe you have not. Mm-hmm. But I think those questions are worth asking. Yeah. And I think, you know, it ties right back to what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. When you're engaging in the vlog and the podcast, you feel like you can be a kid again. You're laughing. You're goofy. Yes. You're really leaning into like childhood again. Mm-hmm. And it feels right. Because early on, mm-hmm. we have all these indicators to say, oh, yeah, these are my interests. This is what I want to do. It's just that we grow up and we have all these things thrust upon us, mm-hmm. you know, through culture, society, peers, <sighs> these expectations yeah. that we forget. Yeah. It's almost like we forget the child we were. 
you know, the loves we had, the mm-hmm. interest, the things that made us curious, the things we wanted from life. And yeah. we just say, oh, those were childish, foolish things, mm-hmm. childish dreams. But maybe they're not. Yeah. Maybe they're very possible. Maybe you're very capable. Yeah. I, I think not, I think we're just, you know, fucked over by those imposed ideas for yeah. a long time. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just a byproduct of any system. It yeah. I mean, just you're idea. living normal life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> again, this is nobody's yeah. fault. This is just a byproduct of mm-hmm. living. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like. A lot of a lot of factors actually influence that. Even your parents, mm-hmm. they don't have bad intention for you, but they will tell you, and those become your ideas that were not yours at all. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they don't have any bad intention, but that beca- becomes yours. Yeah, that's a problem, right? Not always, but largely, I think it is. Yeah. Well, here's again, like we always talk about. There's a risk that's a real mm. problem unless yeah. you ask why. Yeah. Because you might just be believing it because it's always been told that's what you should believe. Mm-hmm. With no, if you don't go back to double check, mm-hmm. buddy check as we yeah. you know, did in our <laughs> industry, yeah. you could be at risk for a huge mistake. Right. You need a buddy check. Even the people that had the best intentions that told mm-hmm. you these things that really do love you and are looking out for you, mm-hmm. they're embedding you with ideas that may not add value to your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not to say that don't trust your parents, you know, don't believe anybody. It's that's that's not what we're saying. As long as we live in this society, we're not free from it. Right? Yeah. Only thing we can do is that we grow and we evaluate we evaluate those things again. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the only only thing we can do honestly because otherwise you grow up on your own, which is impossible in nature. Uh, again, like you said, it's a byproduct of this modern society. Mm-hmm. So that's why we need to be more critical, even today, so that we can stay. We don't have to, or we shouldn't stay in this path of imposed ideas. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And to reinforce that, similarly, what I was just saying with the buddy check, for people out there that may not have an idea what that is. It's a pretty straightforward concept, but it's extremely applied in our mm-hmm. industry where you'll be working on a machine that has dangerous chemicals, mm-hmm. gas lines, electrical currents, different things, you know, pinch points, mechanical, whole bunch of different things that could kill you or maim you or impact your life or other mm-hmm. people's lives. So what we do is a buddy check. You know, I say, hey, man, I went and checked to make sure this mm-hmm. gas line is locked out. There's no more gas. Can't mm-hmm. flow it. It's good. Like we're safe. Mm-hmm. Go check it for me. And you don't. You're not telling your buddy to go check it for you, just because you think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's to ensure that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It is safe. Yeah. It's good. You should do the same thing with these ideas that yeah. you have. Hey, wait. May, you know, let me check it again. It's not because I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm your buddy, hey, let me buddy check your work because I want to look out for you. You got to mm-hmm. also look out for yourself and those ideas that you may have. So buddy check it because you might be saving your life. You might be saving mm-hmm. somebody else's life. Yeah. And there's extreme value. And again, when you do that, you'll have a deeper understanding of it because mm-hmm. you have to think about things differently when you're mm-hmm. critical of them. You know, there's not just this regular level of acceptance. You're more, you a higher level of scrutiny you apply to these things. Absolutely. Correct. I, that's funny. Your story about being 10 year old. And going to find epistemology because 
I mean, that's really cool. It's philosophy. It's yeah. a branch of philosophy. And I've never heard that before. Um, and that, that like reassures you that you're on the right path now with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's funny, me as a kid, I was, you probably, people wouldn't know this based on the way I look now because mm-hmm. I'm in shape and all the other things, but I was sickly. I was frail, you know, like horrible allergies, always sick. And just living was hard, man. Like being outside, mm-hmm. I hated it. But more than I hated being outside, I hated that I hated being outside. Mm-hmm. And I said, I do not like how uncomfortable this makes me. So it's been part of my life mission to always be leaning into uncomfortability, mm-hmm. to get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's part of this path. You know, I'm I'm the guy who <laughs> lived in New York, no heat in my vehicle mm-hmm. the entire time I'm there. Yeah. Leaning into these things like, okay, this makes me uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but why? Oh, can I change that? Can I get comfortable with the uncomfortable? Right. And the second I realized I can, I started applying that to almost level, every level yes. of uncomfortability. You broke the barrier. Yeah. yeah and granted, there were some areas mm-hmm. where, okay, maybe I should have just set the boundary, like, don't be uncomfortable there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not healthy. That's not safe. But overall, it's been extremely valuable. And it's funny because your mm-hmm. path ties in directly with my path. And that's why mm-hmm. we're traversing this together as buddies, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we've got our backpacks on. We're like yeah. skipping. I feel like we're kids again <laughs> when we're doing <laughs> all this. Right. And it's like, oh, man, I feel like a kid. And we're out here having fun. Right. And it blows my mind that we're yeah. the age we are. Because it doesn't feel From that way. From different countries and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you earlier talked about you, you, you like this path because, you know, obviously it is your passion, but also you can inspire people. Um, also, I think another important thing is that not just for the listener, but for ourselves too, right? We're enjoying this process. At the same time, we can continue that exploration of, you know, ideas and knowledge and philosophy, all those questions, right? Yeah. I think that's why... Um, this journey and path is so uh, appealing to me that I, I would love to continue. Um, but about you again, um, that that is a beautiful story. Basically, you freed yourself by exposing yourself to the discomfort, yeah. right? And I think that's beautiful. And once you learn that, um, you can continue to do it, right? Yeah. And once you break that barrier. You can just continue that. And that's really important because by continuing that process, you can you can keep yourself freed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like we've talked about earlier today, a lot of people, I think, learn, learn tiredness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm tired. It's more of a learned behavior than an actual tiredness. Like. Mm-hmm. You have more in you. There's more that you're capable of right. that perhaps you don't realize because you're just not comfortable being mm-hmm. uncomfortable. You have to understand uncomfortability is being essentially inexperienced mm-hmm. in right. something. It's unfamiliar, mm-hmm. which makes it uncomfortable. So by and large, comfortability comes from experience. Mm-hmm. Get more experience with whatever it is that you mm-hmm. want to get better at or yeah. you know, step outside your comfort zone and lean into it Mm -hmm. and then you'll become more comfortable and slowly but surely these Mm -hmm. bounds grow Mm -hmm. until you realize like wow I'm capable of way more than I ever imagined exactly that just takes time though but you gotta constantly do it 
Mm-hmm. And having friends that help you lean into that are important. People that challenge you, mm-hmm. you know, whether you have mentors, friends, mm-hmm. lovers, whatever it is, you need to have people in your life that challenge you. And maybe you're one of those people that don't. Maybe mm-hmm. you can't. Maybe you're trapped in a culture or a place where there's just nobody around. Right. But there's so much out there. Media. If you're listening to that, mm-hmm. hey, man, we'll love, we'll challenge you in comfort <laughs> or challenge your comfort. Yeah. We'll challenge you. We're we're going to put you on the spot. Hey, be in the struggle with us. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're saying, we want to learn and grow. We want to mm-hmm. reach to the why. It's also why we're asking for your feedback. What do you want to see? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, absolutely. Give us some ideas and we'd love to go fill them out and be uncomfortable. And we also want to encourage you. <laughs> yeah, right now. It seems, it seems crazy. But it sound if we're two hours, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll okay. do it, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> we'll die. But, you know, great video. We'll live stream it. With the breaks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, I, I really like to point this out because you said that, okay, if you feel like, you know, you made an example, uh, if you're tired all the time, you can do anything, you know, being passive and all that, right? So, yeah, your mindset is important, but we're not just saying that, okay, Break through everything with your mind, you know, strong mind. I mean, we're not saying that. That requires, based on your, I mean, most of most most of the things, it needs knowledge. It needs yeah, learning. Absolutely. Like you're tired, you don't have energy to do anything. Yes, mindset is important because that's the start. But you need to maybe maybe uh, see a doctor. You may you may be uh you know having some conditions that make you feel fatigued all the time. Yeah, you have to take active steps to resolve the problem right along with a strong mindset that's what we're saying not just mind that yes, you know yeah right it's it's twofold right there's no simple solution there's no mm-hmm. simple path and it can be complex but a lot of times a lot of these things are really simple mm-hmm. but you have yep. to evaluate and you have to investigate them mm-hmm. because even the answers we give you they may be true statements they're mm-hmm. true for us but there's a relative truth there yeah they're not absolute truths. This yeah. may not be, it sounds cliche. It might not, it, This may not be your truth. Mm-hmm. Through our experience, this is true for us. You might find a different path, mm-hmm. you know, different metho- methodology. There's different training regimes you can go through and apply to your life to be successful. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is like, hey, if one fails, don't get hung up on it. Don't get bogged down. You didn't waste time. You just found out that one doesn't work for you. Yeah. On to the next one. Mm-hmm. How exciting. That we can actually learn new things. It it blows my mind that we're even capable of learning. Mm-hmm. Every time I've played the guitar and learned something, or even climbing, mm-hmm. holy crap, I can do that? You know, it happened to you. Yeah. happened to you Friday and blew me away because I was yeah. like, holy crap, he just did that. Yeah. <laughs> I was blown away. You know? Yeah, but that came from only, you know, three weeks of training and being regimented and taking discipline, taking mm-hmm. specific actions over time. And then suddenly you're like, whoa, this can happen. Right. I'm capable of this yes. so quickly. That was crazy. And, you know, we talked about this earlier that um, those that challenge that we're doing for it's been three weeks. We could have faked a lot of things, right? Because oh, yeah. we're extracting maybe not even half of what we actually do or we film, but we didn't. Right, yeah. because we genuinely enjoy the process. Yeah, right, that's another thing. And you know, before I saw almost four to seven minutes in, uh, we wanted to talk about you know more about us because uh, on this episode, um, we feel like we haven't really showed who we are to yeah. um, to patrons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean moving forward, I thought that it's important to um, properly introduce ourselves. Right, I mean through a lot of uh, meaningful 
conversation. We revealed who we are. Um, but I think before we end this, um, maybe some personal things that you want to talk about. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. I mean, my first name is Cody, but mm-hmm. I've got two middle names. There you names. go. Important one. Yeah, because important. I think there, there has been some confusion. There has been, right? Yeah. So I've got two middle names, Lee and Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Lafayette is a uncle of mine who was my mom's brother, mm-hmm. but also my dad's best friend right. before they were together. And, you know, they gave me that name because they loved him so much. Mm-hmm. And he's still alive. He, again, this year, years been rough. He had a he horrible, called your dad the other day. Yeah. Yeah. He had, a, he had a horrible injury and there's been a lot of, a lot of bad things going on, but, um, I, I've gone by that name in the past when I did some modeling mm-hmm. years back. I've always liked that name. And I've thought, you know what? Why not go by that name? Mm. Mix it up, you know, change it. Yeah. Lean into who you want to be. It's like, yeah. it's just a name. What's right. the big deal? I'm going to yeah. lean into it. Yes. And it and because of the history it has, to me, it, there's value there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been going by Lafayette. And that's why you'll hear it on the podcast. It's Lafayette and Kai. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up traveling all overseas mm-hmm. and abroad and around. My father was in the semiconductor industry and still is. Mm-hmm. So I got a very unique perspective on the world early on mm-hmm. from always moving. I never felt like there was a home in physical location, but it was always a home in the connections and the mm-hmm. friendships I made along the way, which sounds incredibly cheesy, mm-hmm. but it's felt so true to me. So living in the U.S., there was a bit of culture shock, and I didn't really understand a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And they just didn't, they didn't make sense to me. And... You know, I grew up Christian. My mom was a very Southern Baptist woman. Mm-hmm. So she embedded a lot of those values in me. Um, she was very loving, but she's very harsh. And I, I did. I traversed that path for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I pursued it diligently, wholeheartedly. I mean, as straight edge as you come, as I applied the faith to my life in every possible avenue, in right. every way I could, for a very long time, for years and years, into early adulthood until about. I'd say 23 years old. So yeah. it's only been, you know, seven years on this path and it's right. constantly changed. But that came from a place of asking why and having a strong dissatisfaction with the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say I'm a hopeless romantic. <laughs> As you are. I've, mm-hmm. I've leaned into that heavily. Romance mm-hmm. and love have been very important to my life. Mm-hmm. And it feels good to now be in love with a path rather than a person in that regard because now I can find somebody else along a similar path. And, hey, mm-hmm. maybe we walk some of that distance together. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's until we both pass. Yeah. Who knows what it is. But I found that the love is for the path. Mm-hmm. And it's more important to be on that than it is to necessarily have a love of a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not be on the right path. Right. Because then it all falls apart regardless. I end up in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm there with somebody I love. Everything about my surroundings feels wrong. The language I don't speak, the trees I don't understand. There's no rocks to climb there. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? And so, you know, after all the years in the semiconductor industry, starting at 21, mm-hmm. finally quit, and now I'm here with you, and we're doing yeah. this. And that's, I mean, that's just a small, condensed version. People that know me, you know, they know way more. But right. over time, I hope to be more vulnerable, and we, mm-hmm. you can see see us clearly you know these aren't personas we're not acting when we turn on the camera yeah we're not embellishing we're just being who we are mm-hmm. and hopefully we can communicate that to you yeah yeah 
How nicely put. Song? Nicely put. <laughs> yeah. So my original name is Sang or Sangyeon. Uh, it's a Korean name. I'm originally from Korea. I came here in 2008. Um, I so basically was born and raised in Korea uh, under very um, traditional big Korean family. So um, I told you. So I was the firstborn of the firstborn, uh, which is a big deal um, according to the tradition. So I would um, sit at a table with my dad, who is also firstborn, uh, with my grandma, which is the head of the family, only three of us. And, um, you know, the younger um, uh, and the uh, daughters, women, all the women in the family would sit in a, uh, would sit in the t- same <laughs> table. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yes. And I was always... Um, I was treated specially by my grandmother uh, who passed uh, a couple of years ago. Anyway, uh, so I was very, because of their reason, I was um, selfish um, and very uh, this conventional conservative, I would say, because I grew up in that family. You know, oh, man should be in this way. Man should do this, you know, all mm-hmm. that, right? And then uh, it took me, you know, a long time to really break that because I didn't know any better, right? I mean, I had to learn that on my own. So that's why it took a long time. But, you know, um, here I am. um, And recently broke up with, um, you know, long-term girlfriend. Um, So... I should probably stop there. I don't know where I'm going with this. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a brief version of my life. And um, we work together at yeah. uh, this one of the big corporations. And we're not happy, obviously. And then we quit. Uh, we went on our, you know, each ways. And we reunited a couple months ago. And we started this. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, there are so many things about our um, us. So if you have any questions... Let us know. Uh, we would love to answer the questions. Um, and uh, like Lafia said earlier, if you have any subject to explore that you want to explore, let us know. We, w- we would, you know, love to explore that idea with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's almost sun, sun setting, right? Yeah, sun setting, and we've yep. got, like we said, we're busy. We got more places to be. Mm-hmm. So, so I think this is a good place to call it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. That's this week's episode of the Theory of Living Podcast. Thanks for listening with us. We're Lafayette and Kai. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you'd like to help support us, we have a Patreon page where you can subscribe for exclusive content. Also, please share it with others who you think may find value in our discussion. Leave a rating, a review, and please subscribe to the podcast. Thank you again. See you next time.